0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: South Africa's 2021 budget has just been delivered and hot off the press is a piece that's been sent to me by Nasmira Muller, head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town, and also the co-author Sisamkele Kurbus, analyst at 91. And it's a really encouraging headline. It says the following, An excellent budget as National Treasury holds the line on expenditure. Nasmira Muller is with me now. When was the last time you said an excellent budget, Nesmira?
0: Can't quite remember, Lindsay. There have been times. I think when Praveen came back as finance minister after Nene was fired, A few years ago that first budget was very good it it wasn't uh, um fulfilled because the public sector wage increase that was negotiated negated it a little bit but i think that was the last time and that was what five years ago
1: okay so we've waited five years let's go through this systematically the first paragraph says the quantum of the increase in revenue and you go on to say estimates for the current year revenue overrun have varied widely from 50 billion to as much as 130 billion what's the reality
0: So, what Treasury is now expecting, bearing in mind that they would have data up until the middle of February, is um, so it's about six weeks left to go off the current fiscal year. They're expecting revenues to be just over 100 billion rands higher than was expected in October. I think it's worth bearing in mind, though, that this still leaves revenues down 200 billion rands from February 2020. It was supposed to be 300, now it's 400 billion rands. I mean, it's now 200 billion rands down
1: Second paragraph, the extent of expenditure slippage. First sentence, the concern with revenue overruns, despite the weak overall state of revenues, is that politicians and interest groups, notably the public sector and unions in this case, can always motivate for increased spending. Again, what is the real situation?
0: So what we've seen is that they are going to spend 33 billion rands more than was forecast in October. And that is spread between mainly COVID relief measures. So either the rollout of the vaccine, um, a, a vaccine contingency fund, but also um, there's 11 billion rounds off that that is going to a um, public sector works initiative, which I see as largely replacing the expiring social welfare grant. The COVID relief grant expires at the end of April. And I think this work program is meant to replace that, especially for a lot of younger unemployed people.
1: There's a difference between the extent of expenditure slippage, which we've just mentioned, and also the composition of expenditure slippage, because this paragraph is very encouraging to me because you said this was very good news. Why is the composition very good news?
0: Because I think the the points that I discussed, Lindsay, is it's not wages that it's happening in. It's actually in the areas that I think are most needed. So COVID and some sort of income support to the unemployed at this point.
1: The quantum of the reduction in issuance, so we're getting onto the market story now, Naz, and you say that since 2009, the National Treasury has committed itself to containing the wage bill and the rest of cabinet and the unions have largely ignored them. Add in disappointing growth and revenue shortfalls and it's not surprising that Treasury has run a progressively more conservative debt issuance strategy. Has it become more conservative after the speech?
0: So when I say conservative, what I mean is that they have almost been issuing with insurance in mind. So they've been announcing a fiscal consolidation, but they've been issuing much more than they needed over the course of the last few months, um, which suggests to bond market participants that they don't believe their consolidation plan. You know, if, someone, if, if a CFO of a company says, hey, I'm not going to need all this extra cash, and then they keep borrowing more and more, you start thinking something's happening here that you don't know about. And the good news about what happened today is they've said they're going to borrow less, borrow less to the tune of 92 billion rands this year in terms of the bond markets and another 50 odd billion rands in terms of the treasury bills. So that's almost 150 billion rands between the two that they're borrowing less than they were expected to in October last year. And I think that's the good news is um, you're seeing them put their issuance strategy in line with the Um, fiscal forecast that they have. And the fact that they are having confidence in those numbers is really important.
1: Yes, the confidence factor is very, very important indeed. What has the market done? I know you're not a minute by minute market watcher, but you must have a look at your bond screen and your RAND screen. Has the market reacted positively to what we've just said?
0: Well, the bond market initially reacted quite positively, and then it's not helpful that this is happening in the middle of a U.S. Treasury sell-off. So, I, I don't think we, at this point in time, are net up. I think we're probably sideways, slightly down. But I think that is being driven by global factors. The initial reaction to the budget-wise
1: positive. There's always a risk factor to the positivity that uh, you've just outlined. And your final paragraph says the following, we need reforms for growth. And you've always said this to me. Now, as you've said, you can do this and you can do that. But reformation is the key to the South African economy coming out of the doldrums, which has been in for a couple of decades now. The key now, you say, is whether the rest of cabinet will adhere to this rather excellent budget, especially the flat wage profile. Even with the wage restraint, The budget is a necessary, though insufficient solution to South Africa's debt problem. Growth is still required. For that, we need the rest of Cabinet to implement the reforms necessary to generate growth. So the budget can't generate growth. There has to be something outside of the budget, and everybody must come together, particularly within the Cabinet.
0: That's exactly it. So it's those two elements, Lindsay. So we've got a good budget The aim is to control wages. I have a higher confidence level now than I did a year ago that there would be an ability to contain wages. And the reason for that is through a difficult situation last year, um, when there was a three-year wage agreement in place, the government refused to implement the third year, took the union, well, the unions took them to court where the government won. So I think there's a reasonable chance that the cabinet sticks to the compensation plan. But It's not like if you're running a company and you're controlling costs, that's important, but you also need to get top line growing. And that's about the overall growth outlook. So we need other ministers to do their jobs. We Specifically, we need the Minister of Minerals and Energy to get going on all the things that are in backlog around the electricity sector in terms of um, increasing self-generation by companies and entities, allowing municipalities to self-procure, and also fast-tracking the measures needed for Eskom's transmission distribution to be broken up separately.
1: Never mind the budget itself in isolation, but does this budget set the tone for other departments within the authorities of South Africa? In other words, you know, whether it be fiscal, whether it be monetary, whether it be different departments within the economy, do you think that this says this is what we should be doing and you must follow our lead? In other words, follow Tito and Buweni's lead?
0: Well, I think if the message they take is that we are in difficult circumstances and we need to take bold action, Yes that is really important, and I think that that is the lesson that should be taken. Whether or not it will be, let's see.
1: Nazmira, thanks so much for your time. That's Nazmira Muller, head of SA Investments 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy, position,